John Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Uh, welcome to our home, Carl. We are super happy that you're here with us today. Uh, Emmy, is Emmy gonna s- speak before we? We'll let Emery say a thing. Can... Hi, Emmy's here. Say, say, hey, Carl. Hi, Carl. Say, welcome to the podcast, Carl. Podcast, Carl. Welcome to the podcast, Carl. We're not gonna pound on the table. All right, thank you for your contribution. Thanks, I turned Emmy. your microphone off. See how I turned it off? So that means you're all done. So go find something to do. Before I have to go find out something, the swing and I have somewhere. lots of stuff for you to do because you haven't done a single school paper. Stay here at the table if you want me to get some school papers for you. Do you want to do some school? Okay, no, better run. You probably better run away. Better from run fast. There she goes, barefoot across, across the table. All right, uh, we've got some mail. Oh wait. We, <laughs> before we get. <laughs> Apparently, our theme song plays for four solid minutes. Yeah, it's minutes. a pretty long theme song. It was a little bit of it right there for you. Um, you have to turn that back up again. Let's do this one. Uh, yeah. What's this? A letter for me. Uh, this guy is brilliant. They're talking about me. Oh, I this thought it was Bugs Bunny. This guy is brilliant. <laughs> Looked him up after his three little pigs routine on Dry Bar. Hope his career explodes uh i'm assuming that's well and then it says we need more voices like his so yeah i i i assume that too (laughs) but explode i was thinking about you know if you say i hope your career explodes that could that could go either way yeah it could go either way but i think implodes is usually what people say when they're hoping that it will explode is when you throw pieces of your career all over the place when your career is scattered all over implode is when you just shrivel up and disappear go away uh also dear john i enjoyed hearing your three little pigs recently and would like simply to point out that the pig at the end who tapped his hoof did no such thing as pigs don't have hooves they have trotters okay just a minor point (laughs) That you might wish to take on board, warmest regards. Okay, but I know how this one ends. Yeah? Yeah. Because he sent me a follow-up. Yeah, email. there was another one, and I responded to that person. <laughs> what did you say to the follow-up? After he followed up and was like, my mistake, they do have hooves. They do They're have cloven hooves. hooves. Cloven hooves, correct. He's like, you know, sorry, disregard my last email. And I said, I'm genuinely impressed that you decided to, to follow up and offer a correction. Mm-hmm. I think most people would not own it and would just move on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, even even if it was true that they don't have hooves, that they have trotters, that I I appreciate knowing that. Trotter, to be fair, is a funnier word. Trotter is a funnier word. <laughs> but it, I have a feeling that if I said tapped trotter to hearth, it would probably take most people out of the story at that point. While they were like, "What is he talking right. about?" That's right before the big punchline at mm-hmm. the end. So you don't really want people to be distracted by the hilarious word trotter right. before the actual punchline. So, so those are, that's my email um, for this week. Uh, So the reason that you're getting three pigs inspired emails right now is, do you have any idea? I have no idea. 
Drybar put out a clip again. They oh. reposted a clip of yours. So it's been shared a whole bunch more times. Every time they share it, it then turns around and gets shared thousands more times. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know why they don't do this like once a month. I don't know why they don't do it a couple of times a day. It's more like every six months that I, we get. I don't a, know why they don't yeah. dedicate themselves to putting out my three little pigs 24 seven. I can go look to see just how far last time I looked was like two days ago. And yeah, it, as always, being shared and shared and shared. And what seems what's funny and kind of weird is it seems like no matter how many times it gets shared, like everyone is like, this guy's hilarious. Where has he been all my life? Like right. everybody is discovering like I just you. came on the scene a few days ago. Right. So I was going to ask, are you offended by the idea that your career, that people hope your career explodes, that you take After off? After I've been doing it 30 years. <laughs> You've been doing yeah. it for three decades, yeah. <laughs> that three little pigs thing is a decade old. I know. Um, yeah. I know, that's my point. I hope it just explodes I because of this. I hope people see like, this. Well, so far, we've managed to keep it from exploding for 10 or 12 years. Oh, so yeah. Been, in fact, we've been able to keep the lid on it for this long. The only reason I even knew that it had been shared by Drybar again was because a mutual friend of ours mm -hmm. shared the clip on facebook and i was like wait a minute that's why are you sharing a this? slightly different one but yeah why are you sharing it right now when it's been out on dry bar for over a year oh my gosh we have uh we've decided that it, worldwide fame and millions of people as a fan base is not really part of god's plan as far as i'm concerned have so we officially just, decided that well we're I, we're just telling carl that we're sitting around the table carl just letting you know that from my perspective i don't think that that's in the cards i don't think that that's what i'm supposed to be doing i think i'm supposed to be having uh, conversations with carl and our local neighbors and building yeah building a school and building a church. I, I th think that's what I'm supposed to do. I think that too, but I also think that you you are going to maybe have to explain for Carl. I, I don't think the average person realizes that you can literally have 8 million views on a thing that you've done, you know, or more. And you, still not have your career explode. And still have nobody know who you are. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the truth is that uh, that a viral video doesn't mean what it meant a few years ago. Right. Yeah. It, and uh, neither does, you know, most things don't mean what you, what you think they mean. You, an appearance on America's Got Talent, uh, an appearance on uh, American Idol. <laughs> do you kind of want to stay, do you kind of want to say Star Search to I kind of want to say yourself? Star Search, but everybody <laughs> will know. It's no surprise. I'm old enough to remember Star Search. <laughs> But yeah, and, and viral videos are were the way to circumvent. To, they were the way to become famous without having to go on television. But but that window is kind of closed now. You know, right. you can there. There's enough people now that are famous on social media that it is also crowded. Right. And so you can't really uh, you can't really become iconic. Right. With the with a single, but even thing, uh, like even Gabe from Cross Politic, one of the other Fight Laugh Feast podcasts, mm -hmm. um, said to you recently, "You're kind of an anomaly." Like he asked, didn't he ask? Do you no, have he said a dry bar? So, what he actually said was, "There's something broken with you." Ah, 
There's something wrong with something you, is wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. but did, he asked, "Do you have a dry bar special?" Yeah, he didn't know. Which just made me laugh because here we are on the network, and and part of us, you he know, we kind of want to believe that the yeah. water boy didn't know that I have a dry bar special. Having the millions of views, you know, which you had on a different video on YouTube, even years before that, right. we're thinking everybody knows at this point. Right. Certainly, the people in our own sphere. Right. Well, that's that is what you would think, and and there's there's this perception that you that, that I am way up. I am way up here on the food chain. I am a celebrity. <laughs> right. I am an an untouchable, unapproachable personality. That you know, you send me an email and I'm not going to respond. You, there's no way to get in touch with me. This, which is part of the reason that we call this the comedian next door, right. is because we are embracing this uh, community smallness. I am part of this community. I am. I am not distant and unapproachable and unreachable. Right. I am right here. Even though I have a few million views right. on my uh, dry bar special. So I'm honestly trying to decide, I haven't told you this yet, but I'm honestly trying to decide if it's worth my time to now go back through this newly posted video by dry bar and answer all of the people who are like, you should turn this into a book. <laughs> <laughs> How many flippin' times have I linked to the Amazon version of Triune Tale of Diminutive Swine? How many times? I don't know. A lot? Oh, my goodness. A whole lot? Easily in the last year, easily a hundred times. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. It, it's... And I got a brand new video. It's, it's actually kind of tiring and kind of a hassle yeah. to, to manage... To manage fame. And then here's this too. I don't know if it's going to come across like we're throwing anybody under the bus, but you don't have your uh, public <laughs> Facebook page anymore. So no. they tagged the old John Brandon comedy notebook page. Right. Which is also defunct because it's not connected to your profile anymore. It was an extension of your public profile page. Right. So people are like, how can we get a hold of this guy? How do we find him? And Drybar is like, He's linked in the comments. Go up there and click on that and you can you right. can get a hold of him. And I'm like, no, no, you can't. The best and way to get a hold of me is right here through our <laughs> humble little network. Next door at uh, johnbrainian.com. Next door at johnbrainian.com. And I did right go in there a couple of times and say, email Amanda at johnbrainian.com or you can call our 888 number to book shows because somebody was like, I want to book this guy. They don't. They don't, Carl. They, they don't just really. think they do. <laughs> and we get a lot of questions where people will say, when are you going to be in Houston? When are you going to be in Salem? When are you going to be in Cincinnati? Yep. And people are like, we'll come and see you when you're in this. And, and They probably I, would. They would. And I'm not I'm not blaming them because they just don't know how it works. Right. But I, I, I'm not on tour. I'm right. not... I'm not planning to go and do shows in particular cities because I'm not what you call a draw. He's too old for that. I'm too old and I don't I don't care about it. But but how it works is when you've got a when you have a platform, when you have a gigantic number of followers that spans sea to shining sea. <laughs> Try that again. Sea to shining sea. Uh. Then you can go on tour and promoters will book you to to appear in different cities and your fans will come and see you. Right. I don't have a big enough fan base. <coughs> I almost swallowed my tongue saying that. <laughs> I don't have a big enough fan base to go on tour because if I was to go to, say, Houston and have a show, mm -hmm. no one would come and see me. Well, you know, six or seven people. Six or seven come. people would show up in Houston. Right. And so... 
so we so don't, the promoters aren't super excited about right. investing right because they're not going to get their money back we don't go city to city we go wherever the calls come in right. and you travel occasionally and and people just generally don't know that and again i could go on social media i could be a full-time employee of yours simply answering those questions and encouraging right. people to subscribe and eventually theoretically over the course of many many moons right. we could build up a larger following but the question is to what end and for what purpose? Right. And that is where we uh, arrived a couple of years ago, actually. Yeah. This was before we got on the network, before we joined the, the mighty Fight, Laugh, Feast network. We were talking about that very thing. To what end? You know, we build this to whatever the next level is. People talk about going, your career going to the next level. You know, how do you take your comedy career to the next level? Or explode and, it. And you go, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? And the, the answer to that question is there really is no such thing as the next level. Because I've been doing this for long enough to realize that even though you get an opportunity to uh, do like women of faith, I've done women of faith. Mm -hmm. I've done various outdoor events. I've done cruise ships. I've done a lot of different You've shows. Been on Focus on the family. I've done Focus on the family. You've got a dry bar special. I've got a dry bar special. By Gabe, if you're listening, he's on got a dry bar special. And uh, yeah, if, if Waterboy's listening, I have a dry bar special. And. Uh. Uh, by the way, I don't blame him for not knowing. No, that. we don't. And you've been interviewed by the Babylon Bee. I've been uh, you've yes, worked I've with done things. Dave Ramsey. I've done things, and yeah. so the question is, what does the next level look like? If it's just a matter of doing something that you haven't done before for a particularly larger uh, audience than you've done it before, is that the next level? And I, I don't think it is. I, I think that you can spend your whole life i think i could spend my whole life trying to achieve the next level and i would never know if i'd ever even achieved it because there's always something else to do there's a i haven't been on conan i haven't mm -hmm. been on jimmy fallon i haven't you mm -hmm. know there's always something else that you haven't done mm -hmm. and so i i think that the uh I, I think that the danger is that the pursuit of fame is it can consume you and it can become like any other addiction yeah. where you're never satisfied with what you have. And you're always there. There's something that can happen when you are trying to attract an audience. And that is a certain amount of pandering has to be done in order to attract a large number of people. And then once you do the pandering to amass those people, then you have to maintain them and maintaining them becomes an obsession that I think could potentially rob me of my joy. I don't know about other people, but for me personally, I find social media exhausting. I mean, the idea mm -hmm. of having to continue to feed that monster well, that's demanding more content and more material. And I think I would enjoy doing it, but that's not my current phase of life. Like right now I'm spending 99% of my day with, kids and educating said kids and my grandchildren yeah well yeah. and also bonus grandkids at this point That's carl right. other carl another time i'll tell you about my experience with government education e-learning i now have that <laughs> to talk about i now have that absolute train wreck under my belt um uh, I, 
Well, I do have something else that I want to talk about besides me. Is Even it related I'm, to government education? It's not <laughs> specifically. Okay, for another day then. Let yeah. me do a few more e-learning sessions with our bonus kid, and then I can have even more to complain about when we I, talk. I have a feeling that this might be something that would fit in Peaches in a Whirl. Well. But it's not It's not started by you. Yeah, it's not officially me in a Whirl it's yet. Not so we need a section, a segment called potential Try whirl. to Put Peaches in a Whirl. <laughs> yeah, but Peaches Potential Whirl. I need to get Cammie in here to say that. Uh, okay. The possible world. Peaches in a world. All right. This was a post that was uh, put up by a mutual acquaintance. <laughs> you have something going uh, on with your like what? face and your sinus that you can't say S's. You can't say the sh sound. You almost choked when you were saying another word. Do I? Do and I you sound just funny? Said, now I'm you're talking like allergies. You just said mutual with a B. With our mutual friend, <laughs> we have something going on with our mutual friend. <laughs> I have to the acquaintance of ours. If you've never been introduced to allergies, you can go back on the Starving Comics uh, Quarantine Show. And now watch. I'm self-conscious. Now I'm not even sure that I want to continue this podcast because I feel like you're going to make fun of me. Mm -hmm. I can't hear it. All right. This was the post. A man simply being a father is nothing to praise him for. He washes bottles? Cool. He's supposed to. He changes diapers? Great. That's what he signed up for. He keeps the baby while the mother is busy? Awesome. That's his job. The bar is set so low for men, yet so unbelievably high for women. A woman isn't, quote, lucky to have a man who nurtures his own child. You don't reward a fish for swimming. Mm-hmm. That's the whole post? Yeah, that's it. I actually appreciate posts that talk about how we should not think so highly of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, in general. It was a post like that that What about a me. post that says you shouldn't think so highly of your husband? Yeah, that's not... What about those posts? That's not actually the same thing. Like, <laughs> as you were reading it... It's really it, not even close to the same thing, As is you were it? reading it, I was thinking, gosh, somebody said that about mothers once, and it hit me between the eyes, and I realized it was helpful. Mm -hmm. Somebody actually said, hey, you moms... Stop thinking so highly of yourselves. Right. Stop being just so proud of all of the stuff that you do. It's, right. Well, let me tell yeah. you that that was a woman that posted that. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. I figured that you would deduce that, but I wanted to make it clear. Right. And actually, I don't, I don't praise fish for swimming, you know. No, I don't either. In this case, if you're a man or woman... Actually, more like if you're a woman who is doing those things like washing bottles and changing diapers uh -huh. and you're not posting incessantly about it on social media, mm -hmm. that's the thing that actually deserves a little bit of some credit. So the now. people that are not asking for praise are the ones that you would praise. Yeah, the ones who actually deserve like a little out of girl probably. Okay. But there aren't very many of them left. Mm, there no. are well, a lot of moms, women out there who are patting themselves on the back. Well, what, this is not patting herself on the back. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. Is it? Yeah, it's all about her. It's not even really about her husband. It's just, hey, I kind of feel like if I were being given that praise that I heard somebody praise a guy with, right. I'd feel better. And you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't, Carla. 
That's just Satan lying to you. Uh-huh. You wouldn't feel better just because you're jealous right now of whatever compliment was paid to whoever, whatever man was Whatever it was baby paid to. daddy yeah. was out there. Whatever you overheard that made you think, I want that. That's I called, want people to say nice things about me. That's called coveting. Thou shalt not right. covet your husband's compliments. Right. Well, there is, isn't that sort of a natural tendency for all people? I don't, I don't want to exclude the men in this, but when you hear somebody else get a compliment, why is our initial instinct to go, hmm, I'm going to invalidate that compliment. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to render that uh, moot. Yeah. Why do we do that? She, she thinks that it's going to make her feel better. So she thinks it's that, the crabs in a bucket analogy. You've heard the difference between I have, the lobsters and the crabs. But go ahead and repeat it in case Carl hasn't. I don't even know if this is true, but many a public speaker has claimed that if you put lobsters in a bucket or crabs, no, no, lobsters, lobsters. If you put lobsters in a bucket, mm-hmm. they will climb on top of each other and use each other's bodies to help. A lobster will eventually go over the top. That's why they. It's part of the reason they have to put, uh, tape their claws mm-hmm. when they're in tanks at like lobster restaurants part of it because they'll also clip each other they'll fight with their claws but like they'll use each other's bodies and climb up out over the top of the tank Hmm. i'm very skeptical of that Okay. well that's what the claim and then because lobsters have tiny brains and then claim number two but they maybe they don't do it on purpose maybe it's just an instinct thing i'm maybe they're all just dumb and so they stack up on top and the one the one that's able to climb out just happens to go over just the top. happens to fall do off. Do you think goats climb things because they're real brilliant, or do you think this is just a thing they do? Doesn't matter. Well, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that I know where this analogy is going, and so it, okay, so it kind of falls apart because claim number two, yeah. claim number two, you mm-hmm. put crabs in a bucket, right? And rather than climbing on top of each other, they yank each other down, and then the pile never gets big enough for anybody to get on top and climb out. So they keep each other down. They're fighting for the top position. Yes. They pull. They'll use their little pinchers to yank on the legs of others and yank them down. And that is also true of fathers. Humans. (laughs) Let's see. When they change diapers. When they tear each other down. Okay. They don't want anybody else. It's not that they're looking at a end goal they don't really have this big picture like when, when one father sees another father changing a diaper he will go over and yank that diaper away i don't know what you want from me today <laughs> i'm gonna have to carry this on my own i can see i'm just trying to attach the i'm, I'm trying to find a direct application don't make me start poking at your speech impediment again <laughs> i will okay it's just it's just it's mainly i see women on social media tearing down their husbands tearing down their boyfriends because they don't know what else to do it's not that they have an end goal they're not thinking about it because if they were thinking about it and if they had a team mentality they'd be lobsters or at least the theoretical lobsters that that people claim exist that we that we believe <laughs> whether that mythical, actually happens the mythical lobsters that we lobsters have just in my story up. whether or yeah. not they are true to life um, and instead, instead of being crabs, if they were thinking with a big picture, they would realize it'd be good for the whole family, including themselves, their children and their husbands, if they would build up rather than tear down. But they're not thinking big right. picture. They're thinking temporarily, hey, he's up high. He's up here. Why is he so high? I'm, I'm important too. I'm equal to. So they yank him down to bring them to put their heads at the same level again. 
Uh, I think that there was a different attitude about family as a as a unit years ago, particularly if you, if you go all the way back, certainly if you go all the way back to Bible times, when it talks about people coming to faith in the New Testament. Oh, he's going to cough here again. We go. And it says uh, that the household came to faith. You know, this was, he and his whole household mm-hmm. came. And so they didn't have the same individual individualism back then when they when the family did things that that's why that's why the patriarchy was important because the head of the household set the tone and set the rules and and took responsibility for the entire family and so when a decision was made by the head of the household that was the decision for the entire family and we don't we don't have that in our culture as much we we celebrate individuals and so that's why you can make a post like this that says, yeah, my husband, you know, he's not going to get credit for, for doing anything uh, swell because this is, this is what he's supposed to do. This right. is what he signed up for. And, and so he didn't get any credit for that. The irony, again, is that by taking that attitude, she, whoever she is who's posting this, and there are thousands of us, um, when you post that, then you become the type of person that people don't want to work on a team with. The kind of person who does not deserve credit either. You become the type of person who's not doing as much for your family as you think. Because, you know, in the short term, what they're trying to do is build themselves up. They're trying to be like, look, I the bar is so high. That's what she said. The bar is so high for women. Right. It's not that high for men. It's so high for women. It's like, no, actually, it's really not. The bar isn't it? Is don't not we, very don't we high. give women a lot of credit for doing the very same things that she's saying that men right. get all the credit for? Right. If you're allowed to go out on social media and tear your husband down and nobody calls you to the floor for it, that's a pretty low bar. I mean, that's what's going on all over the place. Nobody's nobody's holding them accountable. Nobody's saying, whoa, this is ugly. And so that's a pretty low bar. You can go out and vent on social media and everybody will just kind of look around and be like, well, you know, she's under a lot of stress, so she's allowed. And you get credit for whatever you say you deserve credit well, I've, for. I've read dozens of posts from women to other women that you're a great mom and you're doing right. a great job and you're super powered and right. you go girl. So I, I don't think that the bar is spe- set especially high for women. Right. That's why I said point. it eventually hit me between the eyes the very first time I ever heard somebody say, look, you signed up for this. You decided to have children. You decided you were going to stay home with them. You believe that this is what's best for them. You said with your mouth, at least, that it was going to be hard. You paid lip service to the idea that it was going to be hard. And now here it is, being hard. Well, and isn't it also true that, uh, that they did sign up for this and they didn't necessarily clarify uh, that the man did have a responsibility. I mean, isn't that isn't that kind of the way that that this rolls now in society, where there's just there's children brought into the world, and the women are not necessarily uh, securing a commitment from the fathers of these babies. I don't know. Do you think that that stuff is only being shared by single moms? Do you think that do you think that those posts are being shared by women who chose to have babies alone, or weren't married um, or aren't no. going to church. 
No. Yeah. But I'm, but but isn't that isn't that a a factor? I mean, aren't there a lot of women who are there's there are a lot of women that are celebrated for intentionally um, becoming mothers without a. Commit- I don't know. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's the issue. I think for me, the thing that's a more pressing issue is the women who are married in the church who are acting just as self-important and just as, um, just as whiny (laughs) as the women who are outside the church. Like, you know, we know that non-Christians are going to non-Christian, right? They're going to act like they don't have Jesus, but the number of women claiming Jesus, claiming the name of Christ, who would post something just like that and be like, yeah, and see somebody else post it and then hit share without even really thinking of the long-term consequences of that attitude. Mm-hmm. That they're they're in the church and some of them have been married for 40 years or more or they've raised their children already or they're in the middle of raising multiple kids and they would call themselves Christians, right. but they're still they're still unhappy and they've not been told that their discontentment has nothing to do with how often their husbands are being praised. Nothing. It's not, their issue is not because other people are setting the bar high for them either. Because again, they get away with pretty much anything. They can get away with murder. Right. Um, Literally with abortion, you know, you can do anything. You can get away with murder. Um, The bar is not that high from from other people. The bar is being set by your own internal expectations. Right. And it's also a little bit. It's a little silly, too, to think, well, I want the bar to be really low, too, so that I can just step over it as if that's going to be fulfilling or right. uh, that's going to elevate your opinion of yourself. If right. it's, well, let's just, let's just have no expectations for anybody to do anything. Right. And, but what's funny to me is that you've shared stuff like this before with me and Luke in our Telegram group. We've got the three of us in a group. And you've been like, what do you think of this? Or you you kind of expect that that's going to lead to peaches in a whirl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, if this seems outrageous to you, you wouldn't last five seconds in the average mom group <laughs> on social media. This is par for the course. What did you share the other day? No, I don't think it seems outrageous to me, but just because I'm not in those mom groups, so I don't see oh it gosh. as often as you do. I'm more outraged. Not outraged. I guess I'm more... Um, flabbergasted and surprised in a world i'm more in a world when it's like i found someone who's saying true good things like that post when you occasionally find someone (laughs) whose head is not screwed on backwards right that post is like yep more of the same i'd scroll right on by (laughs) yep you're not as scandalized as i am it's just straight up normalcy right there yeah well that's it you said something the other day. day you shared a screenshot and you were like is something wrong with this lady and she was like I want my kids to know that they can come to me with anything. They can tell me anything because I have an open communication with them. And if they were ever hurt or, you know, if they'd ever been abused or they were in a situation where they were in danger, I want them to call me and know they can call me first. And you were like, is something wrong with her? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) And I'm still not totally sure what about that you thought was just, really weird but i was like this well, is everybody in the mom group right because but it's it it's not because i'm opposed to parents or mothers specifically being there for their children when they're in danger right it's that i understand that their concept of danger and crisis and emergency is different from mine you know that they're that your children can come to you basically with uh 
with with no consequences for their poor decisions is the way I interpreted that. Mm-hmm. And and you could be right. I'm just saying. I could be. All I'm saying is that probably everyone in the average mom group, non Christians, Christians, you know old women, young women, everybody in between would be on board with that post. They would share it and they wouldn't think twice about it. Pretty much everyone would share something like that without a second thought. Right. Mm. (laughs) You see it everywhere Mm. and you shared it. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to walk me through which part of this you find disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) You know how disheartening it is for me to send you something that I think is going to be scandalous and have you go, okay, explain to me why... Why I should care about this. What am I this? supposed to be bothered yeah. by? I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> help me help uh, me understand what is outrageous about I this. I think my like, normal well, it. My standard ter- or my standard reply is like I'm not saying I disagree with what you have a problem with. I'm just saying we have bigger fish to fry. Like, let right. me send you something else that I've found in the same group. There were four like the post you sent me, you know, mm. and here's the one that stood out to me, and it's something absolutely ridiculous like i don't tell my child whether he's a boy or a girl i've never used a pronoun with my child at all or something like that and it's like this this is the new crazy like (laughs) let the virtue signaling moms have their time alone because we've got other things to address right now i know i know people individual people using the pronoun they yeah for themselves yeah and and then being outraged with us when right. we say you know it's confusing for us to refer to you you can say you as they i've had a conversation with a person who can. identifies as transgender for three solid days and never had to use this was a man who identifies as a woman but i never had to use his preferred pronoun of she her you just said you because i was talking directly to this person yeah and so it I hadn't even thought about that. So, but you is still okay. Yeah, you is a personal pronoun. Right. Yeah. But that's okay. It's it's person. It's a personal it's pronoun when you're referring that's gender non specific. Yeah, when you're referring yeah. to them in the third person, or you're you're talking to another person about them, that's when you have to use he, she, they, they or her, him. Yeah. But if you're talking directly to a person, you say you, or you refer. In like I just did by saying this person and not uh, using pronoun at all. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I oh they bother me. I do think we need to. I do think that we need to hold other Christians to a higher standard, and I do think it's important for housewives and mommies and you know people who might be tempted to share something like that to recognize how damaging it is to be jealous of your husband and to or your boyfriend i suppose but hopefully your husband um, and to sneer at his attempts to be domestic it's right. to his attempts to to try to be nurturing and and giving to, to the help. family but by the way if you refer to it as him helping that's going to get you in trouble too right because it's his responsibility right. he's not helping not it's helping what it's you. the least he can do right because he signed up for it right but all of that is is Toxic. It's damaging to the relationship. It makes speaking right. as a male. It makes you want to go. All right. Well, then fine. You change all the diapers. Right. And that was the point I was trying to make too a few minutes ago, where it's like, what you? The irony here is that when you start acting like that, when you start tearing down and being co- covetous and being jealous, you start making yourself less effective as a wife and mother. You actually lose all these brownie points that you imagine you have for 
all the caregiving you're doing, like all of the lunches you're packing, all the diapers you're changing, all the sweeping you're doing and laundry you're folding. Right. It does not matter if your tongue is sharp and cruel and you're nagging and you're bitter and you're, all of that stuff takes away from the, the things you're trying to do because you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you have a bad attitude. Well, the same things that you're saying about your husband, boyfriend, whatever, the other the other person that's doing the caregiving, that also applies to you, doesn't it? I mean, isn't that what you signed up for as well? The right. diapers and the and the feedings and, the, well, and that, the cleaning? They're arguing that's what they want. They want a level playing field at the no big deal level. They're saying they that they just want everybody to just kind of see it as a and no big deal thing. They want nobody to get any credit for right. it. Right, right. But that's but not that's not true. what they want. Yeah, that's just what they claim. Right. They, they actually do want sunshine blown up their skirt. They want they they want to be the fish who gets credit for swimming. Right. And again, again, all of this work that you put in, and it is hard. All of the education decisions you're trying to make, all the chores you're trying to make sure get done, all of that stuff is not is not as important as having a good attitude about it. And if you're being bitter. And if you're harboring a grudge, and if you're out there posting on social media a bunch of ugly stuff, I'm sorry, but not only do you not get credit for the diapers and the bottles and the whatever, mm-hmm. but you also are, you deserve to be called out for the bad stuff. I just had a, I just had a thought occur to me that ties this in with what we were talking about at the beginning of this, where, where I decided that I didn't. I don't care about having millions of people become fans uh-huh. because there's no value in it. What so you, whatever you do, Carl, don't share our podcast episodes. Right, never, <laughs> don't promote this. Don't encourage people to join no, the comedy not, click on johnbrandon.com. Listen, I'm not opposed to people being enthusiastic about what we're doing. <laughs> I, I, that's what I want. I'm saying the goal is not necessarily to just expand the, the fan base and because... Uh, I've said before many times, fans are not friends. And somebody who appreciates my comedy, I, 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 I'm happy for those people. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have those people, and I, I, I need a certain number of those people, I suppose. But the goal is not just to get a bunch of people to, to think that we have a relationship when we don't i don't know most of my fans i don't i'm not on a first name basis with them i don't know who they are um but the idea of having a bunch of people who i don't know a bunch of strangers giving me credit for doing this uh for doing anything leaves me feeling kind of kind of hollow and i wonder if that's what these uh people are seeking if they're seeking the approval and the applause of strangers thinking that that's going to fill some sort of a void in them if i get if somebody gives me credit for changing diapers if somebody gives me credit for raising my children properly then that's going to fulfill me in some manner but that's not true it won't right um and so what you're saying is that the attitude is important. And the reason the attitude is important is because to be bitter and angry about not quote unquote getting credit, which translates to not having a certain number of people notice this great work that you're doing and give you accolades for doing that is if that's the source of your bitterness, 
then even if you have a million people standing on their chairs clapping for you, uh, I can tell you. It won't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. Right. right. It right. does it doesn't make you go, ah, yeah, I'm glad I did all of this. I'm glad I've I'm glad I've put all this work and energy into creating this thing because now a bunch of people are applauding me. Right. I see my name up in lights. Because I've had that. I've had people on their chairs applauding me and I've seen my name up in lights many times. And it doesn't make me it doesn't feel good for very long right it doesn't satisfy for very Mot- long at all motivation matters and pretty much all of social media is set up to get everybody fighting for the wrong goals like and and what's funny about it not right. funny really tragic about it actually is the way that we keep reinforcing that and i'll tell you when i realized that this was a serious problem when uh years ago well first of all pretty much every support group that i'm a part of with mom groups you know, I use these as laboratories to learn new things about people. Um, I, every support group has this, <laughs> has this, you know, has these rules where you're not allowed to say unsupportive things and you're not allowed to disagree you because only you, support. you could hurt people's self-esteem and self-esteem is so very important. It's cr- you've got, crucial. you've got all of these um, memes, some, many of them saying things like you shouldn't care what other people think. Right. But they but they still do because then if you are judgmental of that particular meme or anybody's meme, then they scold you because you're going to hurt their self-esteem. Right. Like you, you're going to hurt people if you don't praise them on social media. And and self-esteem in, in that context means an overinflated idea of your goodness, basically. Right. It just means making them feel the way that they want to feel in most cases, but it, which is good. I mean, people don't, people don't want to elevate their self-esteem so that they feel worse about themselves. You want to make people feel good. Right. And people are, we're so worried that we're going to not make somebody feel good, that we're agreeing with the idea that it's possible to hurt somebody's self-esteem or it's possible to make somebody feel better or worse by how much we like their stuff or how positive we are in the comment section. Right. So, so I'm thinking of like breastfeeding support group, for example, um, everything that they do, uh, pr- pretty much all the questions that they ask regarding where they need support. <laughs> we haven't actually talked to Carl oh, on the gosh. network about the milk mafia, but we don't have the time to talk about, I the milk know, mafia, but I'm just but saying that this is out of context. They, they will go to Walmart, you know, some mom will go to Walmart or another store and she'll go, I have a question for the group. How do you handle it when people are giving you dirty looks? Blah, 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 blah. For breastfeeding in public. Yes. Right. When you're breastfeeding in public. And the responses to that are almost always, well, you can hand them a copy of the law that say you have the right to be there. Or this is why we have a support group. So we can all tell you that you're still awesome and that we're here behind you no matter what anybody else does. Right. But it's like, okay, nobody is asking her why she cares what anybody at Walmart actually thinks. And because if they Nobody's did... Nobody's asking her why a dirty look from a stranger has undone her to that right, level. Right. And even if they did, the the other little catch is nobody's asking her why she cares what everybody in the support group thinks right. either. Right. And and so then, this is, this is when it really hit home. When a mom <laughs> started passing around a video of her child crying because... The child had been bullied. Maybe it was just a still photo. I can't remember now. This was years ago. Crying child. Crying child was bullied at school. Please, everyone, like and share and tell her how beautiful she is. Right. Okay. And it went viral. Like a bunch of people that I know were sharing this 
this picture. And I'm like, right. Lavishing praise upon this stranger's child. This is so wrong. It is so wrong to try to lift this little girl's spirits. If it even is a real picture of a child that really does, is really going to see the results of this, you know, sharing and liking eventually, even if it's, even if that's the case, it's wrong to instill in her or reinforce the idea that, enough positive reactions from strangers right. is right. going to counteract. And you're, you're making her dependent upon the opinion yeah. of others, which, which she already is. Right. If one bully can undo your self-esteem, it's wrong to say, well, we'll just get 10 people to right. say the opposite. You're still not, uh, you're still not getting your sense of uh, self from the proper source. Right. You're still dependent on strangers. Right. Or to keep you aloft. Right. And that's that's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning. If if your depend if your sense of well being and your sense of self comes from having a hundred thousand yeah. people applauding for you, then when the applause dies, you sink. Or or to when despair. somebody else gets more applause than you did, correct? You're going to be tempted to look at some other comedian who's doing really well. You're going to be looking at uh, what's the Jim Gaffigan, you know, who's got TV specials and well, you could name almost any other comedian, <laughs> and they're doing better than me. He was the one that actually popped in you my could, brain. You could pick virtually any other comedian right. is doing better than me, and you're going to go, "This is not a big deal. I make people laugh all the time. Come on, guys, the bar's not that high. You yeah. don't have to." Be. Yeah, everybody who everybody who likes Jim Gaffigan, throw a little applause my way. You know, let me know, and I can't. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be dependent on the applause of people yep. in order to feel happy and in order to feel like I'm doing something that matters. Yep, that's the root of it. It's the idea that they would feel better, which I believe I said at the beginning too. These women think they would feel better if there was less praise being lavished on their husbands, possibly more praise lavished on themselves too, but just definitely at less the for the husband. <laughs> For sure that. You don't, I'm not going to ask for more praise for myself. But please, <laughs> stop thinking that my husband is such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Because he's not. He's just doing what he signed up to do. So stop giving him credit for being, uh, for being swell. It's just a, it's a trap. The, 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 best, uh, the best, most healthy people are people whose identity is in Christ. If you are, if you recognize yourself as being made in the image of God and a unique creation of God, who who He knows, He knows your name, He knows the numbers of hairs on your head, and He has an actual idea of where you fit into this cosmological plan. Um, yep. Then you don't need a bunch of people uh, clapping for you. You don't have to tear people down. You don't have to tear other people down. Be a lobster. Because they also. I think that's Jordan Peterson's thing, isn't it? Is it? I think Jordan Peterson has the lobster. Be a lobster? Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Peterson. Somebody needs mean- to find out whether lobsters actually build each other yeah. up or not. Hit us up, Carl. If you know how lobsters behave in a bucket of water, send us... To- if you've <laughs> conducted that experiment. If you haven't, then conduct that experiment and tell us how it turns out. Get some lobsters, put them in a bucket. And then write to next door at johnbrandy.com and tell us what happens. Bye, Carl. <laughs> Thanks so much for visiting today, Carl. Join the Comedians family at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference this September. More details at flfnetwork.com. We can't wait to meet all our new neighbors. 